Oh, sir, I don't like it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to No Sir Pod. Carmen Morales here as your host. And every week, we bring somebody that's rad as fuck to come on and talk about some shit that they don't like. And this week is no exception. I have the very funny Jay Larson here joining me. Rad as fuck. Yeah. I think as fuck is maybe my favorite thing that's come out in linguistics. From my gen- yeah, from my generation. Yeah. AF. I love, it. I love an AF. I love an MF, like motherfucker. I yeah. love that being abbreviated. You know what your generation loves? What is my... Oh, here we go. What is my generation love? Hell yeah. Oh, I, hell yeah, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I'm, but hell yeah more than anything. You, mm. Skylar, who just left, always says hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, who is it? Ah, oh, dude. Why can't, why can't I not think of his name right now? I don't know. But he's another like young comic. He's like, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And okay, like he dude. says it all the time. Hell yeah, bro. I think hell that, yeah. I, think I, wonder if, I wonder if Drake's responsible for that. Or no... Uh, uh, what's it called? It's either Drake or uh, Little Wayne has a, sh- a song that's called Hell Yeah, Fucking Right. Interesting. I have no idea. But it's like I hear it more and more. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm older and all my friends are older. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends aren't comedians. Mm-hmm. So like there's sometimes things that I'll say and they'll be like, "What, dude, what are you even talking about? And I'm like, bro, I hang out with 20 and 30 year olds all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I know that you don't, but I'm around it constantly. Even if I'm not even hanging, I'm just watching, like, yeah. waiting for my spot. I'm watching younger comedians talk about, you know, their world and using words that I'm like, oh, shit, I like that saying. Or, like, mm-hmm. things that come up in pop culture and I'll mention to my friends. They're like, no, how would I even know that? I'm like, I don't know. You'd probably hang out with, like, 28-year-olds. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's how you would know. Yeah, if you're just hanging. Well, I think that's also great because then it keeps you uh, it keeps you abreast of what's happening uh, of the world around you. And also... Um, now, that's something from my mother's generation. Yeah, abreast. no, that's what I'm saying. I want I'm you all it. abreast of what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I dip a toe in the past. You you're sure dipping do. a toe in the I future. I sure do. You know what I mean? Dude, <laughs> dipping a toe, by the way. Yeah. That's something I don't say and I love. Oh, so good. I'm just dipping my toe in it, man. Mm-hmm. I got a guitar and, uh, you know, I go on YouTube videos. I'm dipping a toe yeah, in the I'm guitar I'm just hanging world. out in the, in, the, in the shallow end, seeing what it's like, just mm-hmm. wading around, <laughs> giving it a little try. I'm just in the shallow end, dude. <laughs> Maybe I'll hop in jacuzzi. I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. I don't know. At least, but, you know, I'm going to see how uh, I'm going to test it out, test out the waters. I know what you discuss on this podcast, and I don't want to dictate how it goes. But no, I, I mean, I mean, I'm free. I'm, it's pretty free form if okay. you want to. Well, while we're talking about like sayings, you know what saying I hate? I have one. What's yeah. yours? Pinch a loaf. Pin, yeah, pinch a loaf. Pinch a loaf like, always, always makes me think of pimento loaf. Do you remember the meat that has the olives in the middle of it? Yeah. So then I think about that I coming do. out of somebody's ass, and it's so disgusting. I think of anything coming some. First of all, what are you, a cop in Brooklyn in 1950? You're going to pinch a loaf? <laughs> shut the fuck. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, rookie, I got to go pinch a loaf. Go get us a couple of coffees. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That or anything, any any term, especially for men. Men think that they need to say, I'm, I'm going to go take a piss, a, mm-hmm. pinch a loaf. I'm going to go 
That's a post-divorce phrase for sure. That's after you have no love in your life and so there's no couth left. You know what I mean? Everything is, you're just as gross as you possibly could be as a human being. You know what I say? What? I'm going to go use the restroom. Wow. I don't even say bathroom. Wow. I say restroom. I'm going to hit the restroom real quick. You know, what are we we doing? I do say, I do that chick thing where I say I do got to pee. Yeah, I gotta but pee. I get it because women, you know, it, it, either way. What's well, because we also never want you know, to know that we still sh- still shit. Yeah, so of course. It's always I gotta pee. I get it. Mm-hmm. I just look at it. There's this weird thing I think with men mm-hmm. that they think. I think they think it makes them cooler to be <laughs> gross about the thing that we all do. They think in order to be a man, you have to say manly st- what they think is manly. Yeah. You know what I think is manly? Mm. Wearing pink. That's what I think is manly. You're a dude, you rock around, you rock pink and you look like a badass. To me, that's manly. Not being like That's being able to pull something off. I don't that's wear being, pink. You're such yeah. a dude, you're pulling something off. You know well, I think mean? that's like the common there's like a misconception about toxic masculinity or whatever. Yeah. And it's really one of those things where uh it's not like you can't be a man, but it's just like it's just that weird um, I can't do this because that is not what a man would do. You know what I mean? I.e. wear pink. Or, totally. But in, and that is one something I, that, I, that I will give credit to uh, my generation. Yeah, <laughs> If you want to do that. Is like these dudes are wearing the, these fucking, uh, what's it called? Like these jumper, these rompers, these yeah. dude rompers well, with I mean, palm trees on them. <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not go out of bounds Where it's here. like these dudes are still getting pussy and they they look ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that, I think there is something to be said. But I say that, but then there's a lot of bros specifically that are in that like toxic masculinity, uh, you know, under that umbrella that still rock that shit too, where they think they're doing it ironically. Yeah, for sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff is, I think, is ridiculous. But uh, some of it, I think, there's some truth to it. Where it's, where it's like, no, I mean, you could just be a man. Period. Like you yeah. get, to, you could, you get to define what that means. It's the same thing. Like with like, there's this, um, like, uh, with, like a lot of black people are like they're they're grasping on because there's so many mixed people now. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are grasping to black identity. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and I think that it's like, no, no, you get to redefine what being black is. You know, you know what I mean? Who grasping it? Hmm. Fucking me. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Tyler Creator has that brand golf. Yeah. So, like, I went into that store mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I had heard of it, but I just didn't know what it was. And I went in the store and there was this jacket and it's it's teal blue mm-hmm. and it's like a, a silk of some sort. It's like shiny and amazing. Oh, is it like one of those bomber jackets? Yeah, it's like yeah. a bomber jacket, right? Teal mm-hmm. blue. And then on the back is a black angel mm-hmm. with green wings. And then it says child of golf. And I was like, oh, I need this. So I yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. And I came home. My wife goes, what is that? And I go, what's what? And she goes, that jacket. I'm like, this it's a badass jacket. I go, yeah. I go, it's yeah. badass. She goes, yeah, I like it. She goes, but like, who makes that? <laughs> and I go, oh, this is Tyler, the creator's brand. And mm-hmm. she goes, golf and i go yeah she goes i work with this african-american kid who's like 26 and they were talking about that brand and he told her tyler the creator made that brand specifically for like 18 to 28 year old black kids Mm -hmm. to be able to identify with like their roots and who they are Mm -hmm. and i looked at what she said all that to me and i go yeah that's me. <laughs> that's who. I'm a 28 year old black that's, kid that's trying to reach my identity. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> what are you? What are we? What are we skating around here? 
That's what you married. <laughs> that's so awesome. I mean, yeah, I think, but that's the other thing, too, is I think we're getting to a point where, like, you get to be in all that gray shit. Like, you can be into any of that shit. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. really It doesn't really matter. Nobody's going to be like, why is that guy wearing that? Like, I golf with three black dudes mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Two are comedians, one's Did you an wear actor. your golf jacket no. to the golf no. course? <laughs> but I dress how I always dress, yeah. like, for golf, which is, like, there's this one brand I like that's pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was loving the fact that I'm golfing with three black dudes. Now, yeah. mind you... Like so, I golf with mainly white dudes, and sure. some of them pl- like bring a speaker in the cart, and they'll put on like some dudes put on like you know the yacht rock. You listen to Hall and Oates and shit, yeah, yes, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Ambrosia, yeah, These I know the dudes, deep cuts, right? <laughs> These dudes are playing straight hip hop. We're on this golf course, like mm-hmm. old white dudes are passing us, being like, "Hey guys," and we're like, "Hey," and it's just old school hip hop getting played yeah. and rap. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm loving all of it. And you know what I realized? Mm. They loved that they were playing with a white dude. they wanted to be around a white dude and i want to be around black dudes and i'm like man this is like perfect yeah it's it it is perfect that's exactly what i think they call it friendship i think is what the i think they yeah they (laughs) call it uh man i like being around you well i like being around you isn't that how that well it's nice yeah but sometimes you're like you know when you grow up a white kid in a white town with maybe less than one percent black kids Mm -hmm. You're just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't fit in or maybe they don't want to be with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I get that. I think there's I think that's where a lot of the how like uh, white people go too far to try to impress black people. That's where that is. It, because like I feel like the source of a lot of uh, what is and what isn't cool is from black people. Yeah. And so then like there's this like almost like overcompensation. I think that's where like the ultra like woke people come from yeah. where they're just like, look, look, I'm. Look, I'm helping black people. I'm helping the most. Do you do you like me? Like there's this weird thirst that actually kind of creeps out black people because they're like, "Hey man, you don't have to be so weird about it." You don't have to be so white. <laughs> yeah. Is what you're Did being. Did you stop being so white about being my ally? Like <laughs> yeah. that's like so <laughs> Am I being too aggressive? No, you're being a little white. Yeah, you're being like a and, little uh, extra. Mhm. Um <laughs> so that's like one of the things is I always have conversations with them about that shit where it's like where where is and it's just like yeah you could just be cool and then i'm like yeah and they're like that's why we fuck with you because you're not you're not being all extra and about it and shit like that where it's just like as a person of color how do you feel like i'm not constantly interviewing them on what it's like to be them they can just exist and feel comfortable in a place of course yeah yeah but I think sometimes we always want like an explanation before, you know, I think you're right, though. Mm-hmm. Breaking it down is just like friendship. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, like, yeah, just like, yeah, you're another human being. But or just, and, al- and also just being understanding. Like, that's the other thing, too. It's not uh, being another human being in that I don't respect and acknowledge uh, oppression. You know what I mean? It's yes. not where it's like people just people. I hate everybody. Like, yeah. it's not that ignorant shit. It's uh, it's literally like just. Oh, no, no. I listen. I hear what you're saying. I understand and I support you. And then you can just exist. And let's just talk about the new Dave Beast album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Neil Brennan has a great, I don't know if you've seen this joke. He goes, he goes, white people, you don't have black friends. You think you do, mm-hmm. but you don't. Mm-hmm. He goes, I have black friends. And you know how I know? He goes, because I can tell them to shut up and I can argue with them. Yeah. That's what he said. It's mm-hmm. like, cause you know, everyone's like, well, I don't want to rustle feathers with my black friend, but he's like, yo, if you can tell your friends, shut up, you're so full of shit. Yeah. That's when you're friends. 
Yeah, that's when it when you're when it's like, oh, really? You're gonna play that right yeah. now? That's yeah. what you're. <laughs> that's the angle you're gonna go with. Fuck you, dude. Ah, I see. <laughs> well, that's real friendship. Yeah, it's not real friendship if if, if you're just like like um you know like walking on eggshells yeah. around somebody because you don't. Then it's just like then you've ever never actually had a real conversation with someone. To the point where you're like, man, fuck you. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so give me something. Give well, me no, something give me you. I said oh, the, oh, my phrase that, that I phrase. can't stand yeah. is uh, it is what it is. I hate the phrase it is what it is because it's the one Listen, of the man, most useless. It is use- what it is, you know? It, exactly, because it's one of the most useless statements you can ever say. And it's usually in response to somebody dropping a bunch of shit on you. And then you have nothing to contribute, so you just go, yeah, man, it is what it is. It's like, no, you're getting fucked, and let me tell you why. Yeah, or wait, let what's me- that other one? Uh, what's that French one? C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Like, uh, what is that? So it goes? It's, it's, yeah, c'est la vie is like a such is life. Yeah, same thing, right? It yeah. is what it is. Such is life. Nothing you can do about it. I mean, there is... I would prefer that there's nothing you can do about it, because that... Is an acknowledgement of my thing. It is what it is. Is just like yeah. I don't know and I don't care. Yeah, good point. You, are you a big Lebowski fan? Yeah. Okay. Well, do you remember when he goes, "Fuck it, dude, let's go bowling." That's the same thing. It's like, yeah. at least what are that, you gonna do? That's actually even better because it's fuck it is way more. Um, you're way more inve- like emotionally invested in what I'm saying than it is what it is. It is what it is. Is I'm like I'm brushing you off. Whereas uh, fuck it, man, let's go bowling. It's like, hey, man, don't think about that anymore. Let's go do the thing that we like. Yes. Let's go distract ourselves. That's like way more. Uh, that's that to me is way more some friendship than it is what it is. Yeah, of course. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not as passionate about it is what it is and hating it as you are. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like not hate things and people as much. One thing. Well, I'm not like I'm not punching people in the face for saying. <laughs> I get it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not like, that emotional, but it's just one of those phrases where I'm like, that is one of the most useless statements I think. Yes. That there is. Um, I'll tell you what I hate. I hate. Ooh, okay. And you, mean, you put the you put the hard T on that. Well, this is like this infuriates me. Mm-hmm. Is just people who are taking two parking spaces for one car. Wait, who is this happening that often? What are you? In are this, you out of your mind? In this in this city, there's too many cars. No, how do you get the opportunity to stop? Because I'm sorry, you're dumb. Li- yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. you park right in over the middle line so that you're taking up two spaces. People do it when they have a nice car and they don't want someone to yeah, ding their car. Unless you have a McLaren, I don't. You don't deserve two spots. And I even with a McLaren, first man, of all, McLarens are shit. <laughs> if you if that's what you're cruising in, go fuck yourself. You got the money to to deal with the scratch. Yeah, <laughs> I've driven one. They're just like they're. There, there was nothing to it, and mm-hmm. I here's the deal too. Oh, Let me here tell you we this. go. Guess you don't like McLarens as much as you thought you did. I don't Anyways, fucking, okay, let's talk about the it. dude I drove it with. Uh-huh. He's a very prominent writer. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to name names, but when I drove it, he was like, 10 and two on the wheel, dude. Don't be one of these guys." He's like, "When you're driving an automobile of this like stature or like power, you respect it, and you go 10 and two. And at that moment, I was like. No. You're a pussy. If I even owned this car, I would be driving <laughs> one hand and I would be that's what I would be yes, doing. Yes, that's just how, yeah. If I was going a buck 60, yeah, maybe I'd be 10 and 2. I'm not going to drop that kind of money to drive like an old person. You know what I mean? It's the same kind of people that like they can just barely afford a, a you know, a Carrera 
And then so they just wipe it down with a diaper and never do nothing. No, no yeah. dude. But like Living drive it. that drive that shit. It's the same thing like when like uh that reminds me of like my grandmother who would get a gift and then keep it in the plastic in the thing and never fucking use it. And it's like, bitch, are you keeping that for the will to give it back to me? Yeah. No, use the goddamn well, use the linens. Where's your mom uh, grandmother? Where'd she grow up? Cuba. Cuba. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah, she immigrated here um, when she was like, I think in her 30s. Really? Or maybe in her 20s. No, maybe in her 20s. Is she still alive? Yeah. Fucking hilarious. What does she cook? Oh, she cooks everything. Really? She cooks one of my favorite things I've ever eaten in my whole life. She cooks Cuban fried rice. Like there's oh, like a there was like a, shit. a decent size like uh, Chinese population in the part of Cuba where she grew up. Mm-hmm. And so like I think the closest thing I've ever got. Can I guess some things that are in her sure, Cuban sure, fried sure, rice? Sure, 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 sure. Is pineapple in there? No. Is there any fruit? No. Interesting. Tell me what's in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let me guess two things. If I'm not right, fuck it. Okay. No, I did. I okay, did. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um it's pork, ham, shrimp. Uh every once in a while she'll throw in some beef, egg. The the make the thing that makes it different yeah, from every yeah, other yeah. is, is soup fresh parsley. She puts a fuck ton of fresh parsley in it, bean sprouts, lime juice. Mm-mm. Interesting. Is there There's any an- seasoning? Yeah, yeah, she seasons the fuck out of it. It's yeah. good. It's so good. Does she cook with plantains a ton? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a staple. God, I know. I love. Mm-hmm. This is so. Do you ever have you ever done Portland helium in Portland? I haven't. Okay, right around the corner from there. There's this like, I don't know what the food is, but they have t- plantains. Is like, yeah, they have plantains. That's that's one of those things that's confusing for white people is because there's so many Hispanic cultures that fuck with plantains. You're yeah. like, I don't know. It's one of the plantains ones. Yeah. yeah, they do. But it's like. No, that that's not Mexican at all. Yeah, no, I it's know always, it's not it's Mexican. Always, it's always some sort of Caribbean, usually. Yeah, yeah. Or even like, um, what's it called? Ecuadorian fucks with plantains. Like, there's still a lot of other, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I did New Year's Eve at, at Helium, mm-hmm. and the manager and I always go out to dinner over there. I love that spot. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, are we going to hit whatever that place is? And he's like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, cool, I'll meet you over there. And I go in, and I'm like, what up? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys open? Because it was like thin. You know, because the first show was at first show was at eight. I think we were going in for dinner at six. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect, dude. That's one thing I absolutely adore is I love a between lunch and dinner a three p.m. when first it's of desolate. All, I got two. Oh. I have a four and a six year old. Mm-hmm. Six p.m. is dinner. That is dinner time. Five, yeah, that's late for us. Mm-hmm. We're like a five forty five dinner. So there's no. This is an in between. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know for you younger kids. I'm just saying I love a restaurant at 3 p.m. because there's fucking nobody oh, there. Yes, of course. It's my it's my yeah. favorite. It's the best. It's like going to see a movie at 11 a.m. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I'm a sultan. Oh. I have all this to me. Sultan. Bring me my spiced meats. You just I like am. you're laughing out loud. You're like, yeah. I can do this. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. This um, is all for me. But this place, it was just that it was New Year's Eve. Why mm-hmm. it was so dead? Yeah. And I was like, I go, guys. I go, every time I'm in town, I come here. I'm mm-hmm. stoked to be here. And they're like, great. I'm like, let me get. And I ordered this one thing I always get with plantains. And they're mm-hmm. like, all right, we just don't have any plantains right now. And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> and, they, and they have like a sign on the wall, like a meter of mm-hmm. like when they have ripe plantains and when they don't. Like sometimes they need to ripen. Yeah. And I'm like, but this is what you do. Yeah. And they're like, I know. And I'm like, I I, I flew from L.A. I'm yeah. here for you. And they're like, yeah, we just don't have it. I'm like, you got to. I was so bummed. 
But that's the thing with as far as Cubans go is we cook them green or we cook them ripe. So yeah. you get a both. You get either get a savory or you get a sweet. Like that's what's great about them is uh, you get tostones if you want like, the green ones that uh, that are just salty and like it's almost like a. Do they still soften up because you fry them. What do you do? You double fry them. You fry them, Shit. then you smash them, and then you fry them again. Oh yeah. So it's almost like a super like a crisp like a crispy. But like neutral, it's like almost like a cassava or or like a potato kind of situation because it's still got cassava. the cassava. is like yuca. Have you ever had yuca? Yeah, I've had yuca. But cassava is the white word for it. Yuca. They have something called yuca potatoes. Well, they're not potatoes. It's it's still a root vegetable, but it's not a potato. Listen, man, I didn't know I didn't know there'd be so much root veggie talk. Why did you just tell me it, it was it was the fucking plantains got me into it? But then when they're ripe, then they're like that super lovely sweet. Yeah, the you best. don't even need to add no sugar on it. But some people do if you want to get crazy. Like, yeah, did you, like a so Brazilian, did your mom Brazilian's cook too? Mm-hmm. My mom cooks everything. And where does your mom live? My mom lives in Florida. Okay, that's where I was born. Nice. Mm-hmm. Where about like Miami? Orlando. Orlando. Jesus, don't I roll so hard? <laughs> Florida. I mean, Florida is just like a that. I mean, just, I don't think it's as bad as everybody says it it's is. It's not only because the only thing is is them in Texas are always called the craziest, but it's just because we advertise our crazy. No our shit, shit is fucking public. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, like it is. Yeah, but you know, there's also like I I remember I was like, this is dude I follow on Instagram, and he posted a picture, and I was like damn where is he mm-hmm. and it like had a resort and i clicked it and it was in florida and mm-hmm. i was like oh like i always like i don't like assimilate hills you know what i mean yeah and big trees with florida i always no it's flat beach. and a beach yeah mm-hmm. flat although beaches. i've always wanted to go to key west you've never been no there's a gig in key west really booked by a boston guy tom dustin you have to do it really yeah it's worth it just to is go it just to the a fucking... one-nighter no it's two nights it's thursday friday he'll attach a saturday 40 if you want yeah but it's killer. I bet. And he, and he knows all the captains down there. Like my but my buddy. Uh, I just went down. I just went down there in December. Really. And it's rad. You yeah. have to go at once. Which is just for the pace of living. Everything is so slow there. Yeah, I know. Like you're forced to relax. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I recommend anybody who is an anxious motherfucker to go down there. Get those negative ions from that ocean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. 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 Take a dip. Those Take a dip on the Gulf side. It's even more chill than the ocean side. And then you go get uh, go get yourself some fucking uh, conch fritters, get a slice yeah. of key lime pie, and day drink for three days straight. <sighs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Day need, drinking. If you ever need a break from your fam, I'm, I strongly recommend going yeah. to the Keys. That's one of those things my dad always trolls me with this. He'll call me and be like, so can I buy a house down there yet? Are you fucking... You got that much money yet? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no pops. You're like, Dad, uh, we got a long ways to go. What's yeah. he do? He's retired. He don't do shit. What did he do? He used to make the buns for McDonald's. He used to work in a factory, that like a bakery factory that made the buns for McDonald's. Was there any real shit in there? What do you mean, like real shit? Was it real bread? Yeah, yeah. it was real bread. I mean, you know how Mickey D's does it. No, I know. Their, yeah. their vanilla ice cream is like off the chain. I said to my friend, I'm like, dude, the best ice cream cone going. Is a McDonald's. Soft it's serve. 69 cents. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but there's nothing real in there. And I'm just like, you think? And they're like, yeah, dude, it's McDonald's. <laughs> and you're like, oh. I just thought it was the best. But they got, I think they got checked pretty hard so much that they kind of corrected a little bit. Like, I still don't eat. I still don't fuck with it. Yeah. But from ever since like that, like, uh, what was that doc- That huge documentary that came out? Yeah, it's that out was right all- now on HBO. 
Well, there was there's been a few oh, wait, of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Super Size Me. Super Size Me was yeah. one of them because there was like a series of them, and then there was another one. That was the one where the dude corn. ate McDonald's every meal for thirty days. Yeah. And like his fuck, he started his eyesight started going. Yeah. He, he grew, was like, they he, he had to stop leg. doing the thing yeah. because they were like, you got you're gonna die if you finish yeah. this documentary. You got to cut it out. Um. Yeah, and people do that all the time. Like it's uh, it's crazy. Well, that's the uh, our relationship with that place got really fucked up because it used to be i remember when i was a kid it was a treat to go to mcdonald's because it was my my, my mom would cook all the time and then when she was like i need a fucking room cooking these fucking kids yeah then it would be like oh we're gonna go to mcdonald's yeah and then we would go and we would park by the airport and watch the planes come over because i live by the airport and it was you know we were they my parents would take me to it was also because it was free and we were poor yeah so we would go there we would sit in the bed of the trunk and then uh, I would we would watch the planes go over and eat French fries. Yeah, that's killer. That's yeah, killer. Yeah, Did we do that now. I mean, we've only done it once. But my now it's ki- like my kids don't like burgers. Really? Yeah. They don't What's eat- their thing? Kale for smoothies? Him, <laughs> no. For him, he loves pizza. She loves pasta. Like oh, gotcha. those are there too. But like we cook all the time. So usually, like one night a week, we'll do salmon. One night a week, we'll do steak. One night a week, we'll do either chicken or pork. Mm-hmm. And then. One night will be pizza. One night will be chicken nuggets, and sure. then we gotta like, we keep trying to introduce them to new stuff. She'll eat salad. She's four, and she's like, "Can I have some of your salad?" Yeah, give me some like, of that yeah, romaine, Papa Bear. Badass. Yeah. But my son is just like, Nah, nah, man, I don't fuck with that. Classic dude. No, I just want pizza forever. Yeah, he would if he could. <laughs> he would if he could. That's how you're gonna start sneaking some spinach on the on the, on the pizza to get him to eat it. Well, he eats these little spinach bites that she won't eat. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I gotta find some stuff that I hate for you. What are you some of the things that people have said they hated, and I can tell you if I hate those. <laughs> well, I mean, like I'm a hundred and something episodes in, so I know there's been everything. There's is there anything that you don't like about being a dad? What's probably the worst part you would say about being a dad? I'd say the worst part is being a dad. Yeah, that's the hardest part. I think honestly, I'm very involved, mm-hmm. and uh, I tell my friends all the time. The worst thing is you care so much. That you, that you just there's so much stuff that I limit from my life because I, I don't want to be the one that like neglected, like and wasn't around because my dad wasn't around. So like, uh, like I tell people all the time, I'm like, I love my kids more than anything in the world. Yeah, they're the most important things to me, hands down. If I could do it all over again, I wouldn't have kids. Yeah, but I don't know if that's true. But um, it's just a, it's just like a, it's just a fuck ton of work. Like I look at them, like man, you know, like. And and I I just don't feel like I have enough time with them. Sure. And because you know, like it's never enough. Yeah. It's like I just always want to do more. You know, I'm like I was like, man, we we should be doing this. We should be doing that. And like I, you know, like so we had this conversation this week. So then my wife was like, why don't like I'll handle breakfast and lunch in the morning so that you can have a little more time with them. You know what I mean? Because I usually get up, I do the breakfast and I do lunch, mm-hmm. and then I cook dinner at night. So like she cooked dinner, you know, the other night. And then who cooked last night? I cooked last night because she went and got them. It's just a lot to juggle. We both work and we both travel. Mm-hmm. So when you're traveling. Oh, what does the missus do that she travels? She's in sales, mm-hmm. jewelry. She works for a jewelry company. Ooh, okay, yeah. okay. And she travels more than me. So like combined, one of us is gone probably like maybe 100 days a year. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. kind of a lot. So uh, 
So yeah, that's like the that's kind of how it was when I was getting raised. I was like being raised by two single parents that lived in the same household because yeah. my dad would work nights and my mom worked days. So yeah. I was oh, there was somebody there, but it was only one of them. I know. Yeah, I never even <laughs> thought of it like that. Yeah, there's also you know, I hate that. I I literally want to like, I do hate that, like just that like we can't. Because then you can't like assimilate to a normal thing. Because you know how many mm-hmm. families we are friends with that have the same schedule as us? None. Yeah, zero. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, and they're just like, oh, we're like, I was telling them, I'm like, yeah, these these people seem to like know everyone in the little league, and they're like, and we're like, oh yeah, well, she's a they stay at home mom. Yeah. So she's, she's got time constantly to put in. around. Mm-hmm. Her kids don't have to go to an after school program. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? My kids are in an after school program right now because like we can't. Just be like, oh, yeah, you can come home. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they just can't. Um, so that kind of blows. You know what I mean? You know what else blows mm-hmm. is that you just have no idea. There's no roadmap. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything. I mean, that, that is something that uh, I think is comparative with stand-up in that there's no one. Like, there's ways people have done it. Like, you, there's people, you've seen people raise kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's still no, and nobody fucking tells you. Nobody tells you all the, the really crazy shit. They're just like, it's, they, they're always just selling you on it beforehand, at least to me, before. Um, they're always trying to sell me on the idea of kids. Yeah. And every- then, and then when I talk to actual parents, when I get it, you know, when I get them half in the bag and then they yeah. finally just start opening up, they're like, don't fucking do it, dude. It's so, it's exhausting. I tell my friends all the time, I, I this is what I say. My friends that are dudes, mm-hmm. I go, here's the deal, bro. If I could go back and do it over again, I would have had kids at a much younger age mm-hmm. or I never would have had them. And I'd say to them, I love it more than anything. They're the best thing in my life. When I get up and so I'll get up at five thirty and then I go to the dining room and I write, mm-hmm. okay, and they get do up, your morning pages. You get your Julia Cameron on. I sure do. <laughs> You're an artist. I the am artist thankful way. for. I did the artist way. <laughs> That's what I'm I've talking done about. every goddamn thing. That's what no, I'm talking but about. like, uh, I feel like I'm very productive in the morning and no one's up and mm-hmm. I like. I feel like I appreciate my time. coffee more. Yeah. So like I'll write five thirty or five forty to like six forty, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things in the world is you hear their doorknob and then it's one of my favorite things is like who is it gonna be yeah which one is it him or is it her uh-huh. and then i can usually tell by how they stop how aggressive the doorknob is opened <laughs> who it is and the stomping yeah. if it's a giant and then you hear the door bounce off the wall because they opened up so fast it's, it's him. probably my daughter oh it's your daughter yeah <laughs> that chick fucking ride or die central him he'll like if you're in bed, like they'll like come in and they'll like get up there, mm-hmm. you know. He'll come over like mommy, like and he like this morning he he came in and he's like, oh mommy's here, and then he's like, hey mommy, and then she's like, you want to go in the living room, and and he's like, yeah, and they went out to the living room. Whereas she come in and she'd be like, move over, <laughs> move over. She's like, she's a little boss. Oh, that's so she, great. She thinks that bitch thinks no one else is on the planet. <laughs> It's like chill the fuck out. We the other day we came home, so I coach his baseball team. We're coming home from baseball and Kate's getting dinner ready and my daughter comes to the front door as we're like she heard like my little beep beep on my car. Mm-hmm. So she's at the front door and she's like, 
we're like coming up the pathway. She goes, oh, no, got to wash your hands before dinner. And I was like, we're not even in the door. Back the fuck up. She's the enforcer. She is just like, I said to my wife, I'm like, it literally felt like it was her house when we walked in. I was Mm. like, what? I got it. Take your shoes off. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I don't. I honestly, I I do love it. I just, there's part of me that's like, uh, I've sacrificed, or don't not sacrificed, given up Mm -hmm. a ton of like opportunities in this business because I'm like, well, then that's just going to take me away from the kids Mm -hmm. and I'm just like not going to do that. And so I just like put it, and but they're getting a little older where I'm like, I'm starting to do more. So I'm just like, you know, so um, I, I, I wouldn't change it for the world, but uh I had this weird um next go around I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to just find my wife and be like yo let's go live like yeah, you in wanna... a city where we can walk places and get up on Saturdays and read books and and learn how to bake bread you know yeah. what I mean <laughs> like let's do that You want to be Tom Papa is what you're saying Fuck yeah <laughs> I know he he crushes on the bread. Yeah, scene, huh? he's a big fan, big fan of bacon big bread. Fan. Mm-hmm. I make nice rosemary loaves. Ooh, and I do love a good rosemary focaccia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm a sucker for a focaccia. <laughs> if I see focaccia on that, I'm gonna pass up. I'm gonna pass up like a go-to sandwich. Oh yeah, for like a turkey sandwich if you throw it on focaccia. Oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like, what's a how's, press how's press that focaccia? bitch a little bit for me? Will you, know you eat I mean? it up for me? Yeah, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Um. I, you know what I want to do this summer? I've been thinking about it is like building a little like lemonade stand, mm-hmm. right? With like little seats in it and shelves, mm-hmm. but then start baking like breads and like cookies and then using Nextdoor app and telling people the Larson Bakery is going to be open Saturday from three to five. Yeah. For rosemary bread cookies and lemonade mm-hmm. so that like families will just start like coming by and like and then all the money i just start putting into like an account for them even if it's like 40 bucks a week be like oh yeah That's and rad. they they have to work it you know yeah. like, they work it we'll see you also you then you can just teach them the value of money you can oh, teach yeah. about the Always. you know yeah, yeah. getting an exchange for your services yeah. hell yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah we'll see and how important it is to save if they want something and it's oh. like okay you got to teach them hey look you got a, an account this is how much money your you have your parents teach you that huh did your parents teach you saving no there's nothing to save it was that but also but my grandmother always had a savings account for me she's she's the one that opened a savings account yeah, for me of course same with and those. uh there was like this was back when there was like a printed ledger of yeah. you would get a <laughs> Like a little booklet, yeah, and they would just. Print I remember, off. Yeah. yeah, and um, so I remember, like, from when I was a little kid, whenever I would have money, I would put, I would give it to my grandmother, and then she would match the money and put it in into the savings account. Got it, yeah. And then I remember she gave me all that money when I think I turned, I think it was like a twelve hundred bucks by the mm-hmm. time I was eighteen or whatever, and I got it and immediately just spent it on rent, and it was of gone course. so quick. Yeah, I know. I'm. I told my wife, I'm like, I think a good way to teach our kids is. But yeah, it was one of those things that I, I had, a, like, for some reason, and the thing is, is my parents are good with money, especially now, because they were, like, late bloomers as far as them, like, we were poor all growing up, and then my mom, 
uh, my uncle embezzled all the money out of his own plumbing company and then she reinvested in it, like took money out of her retirement, reinvested in it, reopened it, and now it's worth like $1.6 million, $2 million. Oh. Yeah. So she's, my mom's a bad bitch. You yeah, know what I mean? So now sure. she's like, I was like, bitch, why don't you teach me any of this shit? You yeah, know what I mean? Because um, she couldn't, com- she was probably compartmentalizing, like, how do I survive? I got to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was too busy trying to keep us afloat Ooh. to be like, yeah. okay, this is how you fucking yeah. invest, you know? Um, so uh, it's a. Uh, we're going to teach. Every dollar you make, twenty five cents goes to savings. Mm-hmm. That's going to be like business model one hundred and one. Yeah, the first thing. Every dollar, I don't give a shit. If you get a paycheck, like first of all, kids don't get jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, like I want to like get them jobs when they can get jobs and be like, all right, your paycheck was one hundred and fifty dollars. I remember like my my job. I started working at fourteen and I had a job and like getting paychecks and it was just like <sighs> going yeah. out with my girlfriend, spending money, but like. If someone had just pulled me aside and be like, "Listen, dude, you got 150 bucks. So what is that? Just, 75, I mean, just tro- yeah, just 30 drop bucks. 50. Yeah, just drop 50 in there. Well, I don't know about 50. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I've got to take her out to Bertucci's. You know, <laughs> speaking of good bread, Bertucci's. They put the little olive oil with the little spices in it. It's nice. With, I took my daughter to Boston. And I did shows, and I brought her. Mm-hmm. And the last night, I took her out to eat in the North End, which is the Italian neighborhood. Oh yeah. And uh, so like like we had bread, and the like the the guy who's like he was like the food runner, but like Mater D. But there was a host. Like I don't know who he was. I don't know if he owned the place or not. Mm-hmm. But he comes over. Wearing and, a lot of hats, this guy. Yeah, he was wearing a lot of hats. He comes over and he pours some olive oil out on a plate, and he goes for her, huh? And he takes Parmesan and he mixes it in, mm-hmm. and then he puts some salt and he mixes the whole thing. He goes, huh? There you go. And she's like looking at him like, who the fuck's this guy? Why is he fucking with our food? Yeah. And I was like, try it. But we were exhausted by that point. You were exhausted by the bread? No, we were. It was like our fifth night. And like, I never should have even taken out to dinner that night. We should just like stayed in the hotel and just relaxed. Got room service. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do a night where we got dressed up and we went out together. And it was like, we ate dinner. If dinner was 40 minutes long, we talked for maybe 12 minutes of it. <laughs> And the rest was like, we were like an old couple. And I've never sat with my kids and not talked. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm always yeah. like, oh, what do you want to talk about? And, like, and what they're can also I teach always them? so inquisitive, too. Yeah. What, and we were both like, we were like, fuck nah, it, dude. let's get out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Especially afterwards, too, because you're going to be zonked out on all that pasta. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Because that's that old Italian shit, that, uh, yeah. that North End Boston stuff. That's that's the real deal. Yeah. Real deal, Holyfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But but I remember, uh, but I also remember watching. It was like watching comedians be poor is what taught me about money. Because yeah. then I because then I would see people with money and I and then I would be like, oh well, they're doing it significantly different than all of my poor friends. Yeah. We're all living out of our cars, and these people. Did so, you live out of your car? Six years. Holy I lived out of a Saturday. Well, I just lived on the road full time, so I just didn't live anywhere. So it wasn't yeah. like I was, you know. Um, it, it, so you drive in the middle? Mm-hmm. Were you driving to host or to middle? Middle. And you literally, did they, they never gave you a hotel? They gave me a hotel the, on the nights that I was working, but then okay, I would have, yeah. you know, this was like, I was working for like the Comedy Zone and fucking yeah. all these B Good and C. For you. Yeah, dude. I grinded it out for, for, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, I and then I, I was also that. none like non-threatening chick, so people would always put me up. So yeah, I was. Sure. So for three or four nights, I would crash with other comics because it was off nights that they weren't working anyways in various cities. And then I would go to my gigs and then they would put me up. Good for you. That's Mm -hmm. a hustle. I never did that. I wish I had. Why? I wish I had. Because I never really like, uh, I never really got that. I could have like, 
I could have really grinded the road mm-hmm. when I was younger and before I met my wife. You know what I mean? Sure. And I didn't do that. So, like, I never really, like, that's how you build the relationships. That's how you get to know the club owners. You get to know all the comics. And yeah. I, I would, like, I got asked. I would do the road. I, I opened for a little while for Swartzen and Pablo Francisco and mm-hmm. Kreischer. Yeah. But no more than, like, I did two gigs with Kreischer, two gigs with Pablo, four gigs with Nick. And that was it. I never really like got out there and was that guy. I just, I just think it would have been a different experience. Yeah, I mean, th- I think the reason that I did it wasn't for any other other than like the guys when I started that I looked up to. That's what they did. So I was just thought that's what I was supposed to do. Because again, no roadmap yeah. at all. So I was yeah. just like, oh well, they're doing this professionally. I'm going to go do that. You nice. know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, th- but there's plenty of people. I mean, there's again, there's no right way to do it. So it was like, but it did. It did do that in in provide a lot of relationships. So when I came out here, it I didn't have to quote unquote start over because I already knew all these comics that are like, oh yeah, she's good. You know yeah. what I mean? So you get all these wrecks and then it'd be easier for you to get on shows and shit and yeah. So that was nice. Yeah, that's tight. Mm-hmm. That's good. But uh, but yeah, I, but I, and that's the other thing too is I've always admired uh, comics who do have a wife and a family and stuff and been able to do both things because I would never. It always felt like I would. I wanted this more, yeah, than being loved and fulfilled and having all of the things. You know what I mean? Well, and, and it got to a point where I like felt so guilty. I felt so guilty that I wasn't giving my parents the experience of being grandparents. Oh my god, I can't yeah. believe that. I've yeah. never felt that. Yeah, I, I do. I never felt any need to give them anything. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, why? I just remember. <laughs> I just remember you got a bad relationship. No, I just always looked at it like, uh, like you know, I moved away from home at 24. Yeah, and I remember like people were like, my brother and my mom were a little bummed out. Like, what do you do? Like, like almost like, who do you think you are? And to I remember, move out at 24 to like no move away. Oh, okay. You know, like why? You know, we had like older people in our family, and you know, which my brother like that fell on him to take care of them, and take my sister takes care of my mom to an extent now, and I think there was like an element of like uh, who the fuck, did, and I just looked at it like, yo, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. This is a this is something I want to do. I'm gonna go try and do it. Yeah, because I just looked at life like. Uh, I, I, I never really thought I would live that long, I don't think. I thought I would probably, like, like I never thought, like, I never thought, like, uh, I would have to start living. I just was like, I'm going to get out of here, and I'm going to go try something that's, like, and see where the adventure takes me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't think, like, oh, I have to give give my family any part of, like, what my world was going to be. I was going to go, I almost looked at it like, um, especially with stand-up, I wanted to give like that experience of what how I see the world yeah. through comedy to strangers like that's the way I always looked at stand up yeah, I never like, looked at it like a bigger, like a bigger purpose type shit I yeah. guess yeah mm-hmm. but like uh, I never felt that guilt about kids or anything it got to a point where like we kept waiting for kids my wife and I to like have enough money yep and then I was just like what the fuck are we doing we're gonna let everything in the world dictate what we can do we want kids let's go have them yeah and like I remember like Dude, I had friends in comedy that when I told them I was going to get married, they were like, are you fucking crazy? You're just going to give this up? And I was like, what? Yeah, you can do the both. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I was like, you're fucking. But every time, I, every time I'm in a relationship, I always feel like, because I, if you think about like your energy and effort and time 100%. as a pie, if I give any of that away, yeah. then, but, but with 
giving that away means you're you were your life is way more enriched with experience to pull from to that's talk not about. True. That's not true at all. How do you mean that's not true? Because sometimes that's all I have to talk about is my kids, and it's just like, oh, who wants to hear about your fucking kids all the time? I mean, especially most in have a completely <laughs> egocentric world that we live in right now, that right. people only want to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. So they want something. If you're not talking about something they can relate to, they just don't want to hear about your world. Mm-hmm. But um, I completely hear you. That was me throughout my all of my twenties. I was like dating girls, and I always wanted to have girlfriends, and I would just tell them straight up, like, I just gonna let you know from Jump Street. I am not available. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's actually probably the most sexiest thing you could have ever said to me. Which yeah. Is because I love an emotionally unavailable person. Oh, I wasn't saying I wasn't emotionally available. <laughs> no, but that's I'm what I'm saying. I'm very emotionally available. <laughs> I will talk about my emotions all day. I was raised by a single mom. I am emotional. <laughs> what I was saying is, like, if you want me to be exclusive, mm-hmm. there's just, it's not even close to happening. Mm-hmm. I would tell that to every girl I dated in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And then I dated, like, I dated one girl for six months, one for four months, another one for five months, and that was it in my 20s, like in LA 20s. And then I met my wife, and I was just like, I'm in. And I was like, I'm, you know, it didn't matter. Like, I realized at that point, I'm like, oh, I'm ready for it. And she knows what I do. Like, it it got to the point, too, where it was like, it was someone that understood that, like, this is what I, I think, did. I think that's so hard to find. That's why, I mean, that's why it for, is, yeah. for, for, for a run there, it was just like, I would only date comics. Because I was like, they're like, they're, they're the only ones that fucking get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you got to understand. it's easier to get them. It, they, they get it immediately. And it takes more work to get somebody that doesn't do it to get it. Does right. that make sense? Yes, of course. But she gets it because she she's sales. Yeah. She, yeah. She's like, yeah, mama's got to make her money, too, boo. Yeah. yeah. And she's emotionally unavailable. Nice. That's hot. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah. That's great. So you're constantly chasing her, which is what she wants. No, nah, I don't know. Who knows? Who fucking knows? We're still trying to figure each other out. That's like the thing. I was like, wait, what is it again? All right. <laughs> what, how do Two you feel again? Yeah, I, what, got what, what, I got it. I got it. All right. All right. That's right. And every now and then we'll be like, hey, how about we start try doing this? You yeah. want to try this new thing? And she's like, yeah. Yeah. And then like we do it for two days and then it's like, a month goes past, and like, hey, remember that thing we said we were going to be like, yeah, I, I don't even know where up is. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're talking more about things we like than things we don't like. It's all right. Okay, we've, good. Got, we've talked about both. You talked about well, the trials and tribulations of being a papa bear. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, yeah. We've that's done, true. We know what phrase you don't like. You don't like pinching a loaf. We're good. Good. <laughs> Perfect. Don't feel a type of way. Everything's all right. Good. I can sense your emotions right now, and I want you to feel safe in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, I, I feel safe. <laughs> I've definitely uh, gotten more used to just like uh, being able. To, I, you know what I always loved is I loved people who never. I used to love this. You used to. You don't love it anymore. I still do. I just don't see it as much. I guess is uh, because maybe I'm not looking for it anymore. But like Friday night, you're driving to a show, or you're leaving a show. Say it's 9 o'clock, 9.15 on a Friday night, and you're driving to somewhere, and you pass a salon, and you see a woman or a man, doesn't matter, hairdresser, doing another person's hair, mm-hmm. and they're the only people in the shop. Yeah. I always love that. I'm like, those are two people that get it. They don't need to be somewhere. Remember Friday night and Saturday night? You're like, I got to be out, man. 
Yeah, these th- people those, are like those nights used to have more significance, but I think that's more because of my generation. Since we're there's more app based economy, yeah. the g- gigs were more. There's more ten ninety nines. I mean, fucking month like the service industry people. We're all working on the weekends. Yeah, you know what I mean. So now it's like True. fucking Tuesday. Fuck, I'll fucking party on a Tuesday. I know, I know. That's maybe that is why. Like, because like it was like last night I went to the store. And then I left and I went to this taco truck Mm -hmm. and like this dude came up and the guy was like, how's your night going, man? And he's like, good. I just went to like my friend had this party. It's like Thursday night. Everyone's out. And he's like, and I was like, yeah, man, like the strip was like crazy. I Mm -hmm. mean, the store is always crazy. Yeah. But it's like way more people are going out on like weeknights. Mm -hmm. Well, that's and I think that's uh, I think the (laughs) this is going to sound grim, but I think with the uh the collapsing of the middle class that 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 structure of like we work these days and then we uh have this these days i think there's more like all right well if i'm gonna be broke or if i'm gonna be poor i'm gonna try to enjoy myself as much as i possibly can to get through the fact that i'm poor and whatever so you're just gonna go out and either either you know maybe do something or Maybe do something that doesn't cost very much. Again, take your kids to the airport and eat McDonald's while the fucking plane's over. You know, whatever version of that is. But it's going to be whatever fucking night where it's just like, I need to go out and uh, I need some joy in my life. I'm going to go get that regardless of what day it is. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Because then it's like, because the week, the whole idea of the weekend was you got to play. It was planned. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, what are you doing this week? And you were always planning something. Whereas now I think it's, it's way more acceptable and interesting to be spontaneous and to just be like, I'm going to fucking do something right now. How about yeah. that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maybe. Anyways, I did tell my parents that I felt guilty about that. And then my mom was oh. like, uh, yeah, no, don't. She goes, I don't want fucking grandkids. I was, all these people are having kids. I see them. They're kids enough. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to have to fucking watch any kids. Yeah, no kidding. My mom is phoned it in (laughs) when it comes to being a grandparent. She's just like, when's his birthday? Nah. I don't have time for a call. And you're like, all right. Damn, that's cold, dude. No, she's not like that. But she's just like, you're just like, bitch, can you do anything? Like, my mom was like, listen, I had four of you. Yeah. I grinded. On four of you, yeah, for by myself for a solid. My sister's like seven years older than me, so and there's no drug addicts, years. no, no, no drug addicts. Uh, not official, no. Right. Yeah. No not, none of them in are in jail. jail. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So she fucking nailed it. We're two out of four for divorces. We get two out of four. I mean, the love part. That's that. I think that's, that's way more of an individual type of thing. Well, and it's like. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. If you really break down like what you got to do to keep a marriage together, it's like a ton of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's That's a what I'm ton of work. And it's like, you know, it's why I feel like. What do like, you think would be the, is like the hardest thing? Is it to, well, especially now that you have kids. It's not normal. It's not normal. What do you mean? Marriage isn't normal. Well, no, it was a way to control people <laughs> financially, <laughs> financially uh, trap them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, for back at. The original, like, yeah. I'm talking about years and years and years and years ago. All I know is I would love to have my own bathroom. Mm-hmm. I would love to have my own closet. I'd like to have my own bedroom. We all, we're, like, I was, I had um, Sam Marillo on my pack, podcast, and we're talking about, like, when you go on the road, you do the road your way, but then when you travel with some buddies to do the road, then you're, like, finding out everyone does it a different way. Yeah. 
It's the same with marriage. We all do something different. No one's going to have the same philosophy in every single thing. Yeah. And it's just like... Then you would be... You're constantly sharing. You lose a bit of your individuality. So you have to find a way to keep your individuality. But at the same time, like, uh, not just... Not accommodate, but, like, embrace someone else's individuality. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's just so much to it. And you're like... I don't know. I feel like there's part of us as humans that we're explorers. We're roamers. Like, we want to, like... Yeah, the nomad shit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we want to go seek out... Other things, you know? That's why everybody, anytime you ask anybody, like, what their interests are, travel is always in their top five. Yeah, You know what I mean? Whether they actually do it or not is, but there's still always, like, an innate desire to go to other places. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that my wife and I succeed at is we communicate ahead of situations. Like, we communicated our philosophy on kids before we even were close to kids. That now, I said to her, like, this was, like, six months ago, Hey, can you promise me that when the kids move out, we'll move like into like a smaller place and no, a city. Oh, a city. I want to like either like someplace that's walking. Yeah, I know, but like I want to be able to walk out of the house and have a bar and restaurant within fifty feet. Got it. You know, you're talking about like West Hollywood or New York City or yeah, 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 or like downtown Mm -hmm. Boston or Mm -hmm. Portland or you know something like that. And she goes, yeah. Who do you think I am? You know? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, thank I God. I just want to be. I just want to be reminded, babe. I just want you know. I, I just want a little want, positive yeah. reinforcement. We're still on the same page. And I want a country home. You know what I mean? I want both. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> it's uh, it's time for the grape of the week, which is where people submit some grapes that they have, and then we pick a favorite. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So a Jasmine Gong's grape of the week is carpeted bathrooms. Like a like a kitchen, the floors should never include wall to wall carpet. It's gross and completely unnecessary. Not only are you, uh, I could could not agree more, but it feels gross. Have you ever walked on that carpet? So uh, carpet in a kitchen, carpet in a bathroom, it just feels. First of all, first of all, in the kitchen, it, there's literally grease on it, and there's no way that you got all the grease off. Yeah. So that's always there, and um, the fact that. I know that there's poop spores on everything now. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I want to? My grandparents had wall-to-wall carpeting in every single room in their house. It's disgusting. Bathrooms, kitchen, yeah. every single room. It's disgusting. It was unbelievable. I remember just being like, what is this? I'd never seen anything like it. You just thought it was luxury. You're just walking <laughs> around, and you're like, man, look at this. Like, you're, it's so soft. Because now you soft. get a rug because you still want those that feeling. Yeah, we don't have wall-to-wall. We don't have carpeting anywhere in our house. One, we have one carpet in the kids' room and one in the living room. Mm-hmm. I love hardwood floors. So, like, I don't, I would never have carpeting in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah. But I'm like, whoever's doing it, fucking go for it, dude. <laughs> you are full tilt if you're going for that. You don't give. You're definitely not a germaphobe. No, that's you're, what I'm saying. <laughs> and you got. You have to have money. Either either you have so much money you can have that cleaned all the time, or you're trying to look like you have so much money and you never clean it. Oh, oh, I can't. That's. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, it, it grosses what's me. The, what's our other grip? <laughs> Sherry Harper's grip of the week is people that talk on their phone in the grocery store and not just, quote, don't forget tampons, unquote, but like full blown conversations. I mean, I think we're at a point now where we're going to be so connected all the time. Like, we're going to be bombarded with other people's conversations regularly. I think that's just going to happen. Well, There's that's just, already happening. I yeah. think what's going to happen, the next level is going to be phones aren't going to be allowed in places. Oh, you think? Yeah. 
I mean, I agree Good with her. Good luck trying I to enforce that shit, though. I cannot stand when I got to listen to someone else's conversation. Now, listen, I, do I do it too? Sure. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I can knock out a phone call at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But I'm. It's the people that are loud and are like in my space. And if you're it, also, if you're like not being aware, get the fuck out. I don't give a shit that you're on a call, dude. It's even more so that I hate it when you're in line at the coffee shop and you're on a call and the guy's like trying to take your order and you're like, oh yeah, can you hold on one sec? And you're like, yeah, can I get, um, and then they don't know because they haven't thought about it. Move it, dude. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Stay, you, that's the other thing too. Is you, Nobody if you, wants you. You think you're. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody wants you. Wants you. you th- the thing is, you can multitask. You can look at the thing and ingest that information with your eyes while somebody is saying something else to you in your ears. Well, like, P.S., you're not listening to that person at that point, so you're fucking them over. But I'd rather you fuck them over than us in line. <laughs> yeah, because we're waiting. Yeah. That, that person is already how hard emotionally is it, invested in you. How hard is it to get up there and be like, let me get a large uh, oat milk latte, a ham and cheese croissant, and some bobolini? Yeah. You yeah, you I mean? fucking get That's it. That's how yeah, I do. fuck yeah. That's how you do it. Carmenita Lewis, her gripe of the week is people who spend their money going out to eat and just blowing it instead of making sure their kids' needs are met first. Listen, Carmenita. (laughs) Sounds like someone's got a gripe with someone personal in their (laughs) life. That was very specific. You know what I don't like? When someone I may or may not live with. Yeah. (laughs) Listen. But I think more and more people are eating out, period. And I don't know if I'm saying that because I live in Los Angeles and nobody fucking cooks for themselves here. Yeah. But I feel like less and less people, more people I know, like my age and younger, eat out all the time. Yeah. Well, Especially with the easy, like Postmates and all that other shit. All like that bullshit. Yeah. Everything is, it's easier for you to eat out now, I think. Well, <sighs> either that or we're lazier. Put it this way. I have no problem with anyone doing whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. Because now that I have kids, in in certain capacities, you want to go blow all your money and fuck everything over for your kid? Go ahead. That's what my parents did. They mm-hmm. we had no money. I I'm still in debt from like college, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, in our house, we cook at home because yes, it's cheaper, but because we always want to be around a family table, and that's where we can all connect. You know, like yeah, that's where we can that's talk. The bonding. That's, that's where the, we bond. That's, that's where, where we hear about your pack. day. That's mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that's when our daughter tells us you can't sit in that seat. You got to sit in this seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's when the dictator sh- sharpens her teeth. <laughs> so I hear what she's saying. It's like a bigger scope, I think, of what mm-hmm. she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Guam Felix's gripe of the week is people trying to say uh, the dwarf that got bullied is a scam. What the fuck is this world coming to? Oh, how Brad Williams raised like 30 grand for that dwarf kid that got bullied. Yeah. So he could go to, I don't even remember what it was. So he could go to like a theme park or some yeah, shit to like Disneyland or something. Yeah. I guess people are trying to say that that's a scam, which is like what, what's, what, <laughs> what are the, what are the odds that some bullied kid is like, Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> I'm gonna find. A, oh, so a, they're saying the scam is the kid, not Brad. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. What, I mean, what, what would the scam be for Brad? That he's taking the money. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. You know, and Brad's funny got money. He doesn't I, need to, he doesn't need to fundraise for himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I could give two fucks about... I think everybody's trying so hard to be a conspiracy theorist now, like, that they <sighs> want to make, like, everything's a lie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Where it's just and like, who knows what's a lie and who's... But you know what? What's a lie, what's not? Is a magician really doing magic or are they just tricking you? Who gives a fuck? Is mm-hmm. it entertaining? Yeah. Sure. Did the story make you feel good? You gave 10 bucks? Good. Move on. Yeah. And if that kid scammed it's everyone, a lie. good for him. The kid's a he's a he's a crisis actor. He's fucking like what? He's got the 30k. Good for him. 
Good for him. And he's at Disneyland. Also, if that's a scam, good on that kid for fucking coming up with a scam that good. It's dude, working. Fuck yeah, dude. I don't. That's the other thing too is I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind a hustle. I don't mind. Let a me hustle. ask you this: Did you like the movie Catch Me If You Can? Yes, I did. Okay. I loved it. And if that kid wasn't I out there, I watched that like a kid watches over? Frozen. I yes. fucking love a good con man story because I think if I wasn't in stand up, I would probably be a fucking low key con too. man. Half of my comedy bits yeah. are when I'm conning people. Yeah. You ever see my wrong number joke? <laughs> I conned them. You ever see my Maddie in the Morning joke? I conned them. I'm a con man. Comedians are selling you something. You think they're naturally funny? No, they're tricking you. Yeah, it's all tricks. That's all it is. Yeah. I gotta I get out love of here. I know, I know. Who is your favorite? This was so tell much fun. Which, who was, tell me your favorite. Oh, um, you got the carpeted bathrooms, not the it. grocery store talking, the I get people it. that spend money, uh, or the dwarf getting bullied. I think the dwarf one. I think it's the people spending money. Oh, all right. You know why? Because I don't completely understand, and I think she's like, sounds like she's looking out for people on a greater scale than most people are, so I appreciate that. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. I'm cool with that. Carmenita Lewis, you get gripe of the week for people who spend their money going out to eat and just blowing it instead of making sure their kids' needs are met first. Tell everybody where to find you, Jay. JayLarsonComedy.com, JayLarsonComedy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Instagram is where I live the most. It's and, the coolest uh, one, so it makes yeah. sense. You also have an incredible podcast. Yes, my podcast, The Through Line. <laughs> the Through Line Podcast. Check that out on wherever you pod. Wherever you pod, dude. Get your shit, dude. Get your shit. Thank you so much for coming Yeah, this on. was a lot of fun. Fuck I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks Thank for you. coming out to me. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you don't already. Write a nice little review on the iTunes. Follow us on all the assorted social media at NoSirPod, at the funny Carmen at J Comedy. What was it? J Larson Comedy. J Larson Comedy. Um, follow us. Uh, I love you and appreciate you, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. No, sir, I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. No 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 sir, I don't like it. What the fuck is the fucking matter? Are you stupid or